Are you City Island Co-op Island? Co-op City. Co-op City. City Island. Are you Co-op City? Yeah, that's where I live. What is that? It's up it's by- It's next to City Island. You know when you're on 95 and mm-hmm. you see like last part of the Bronx, you where I said I got uh, kind of almost yeah, robbed, yeah. Uh-huh. across from there is like- Nah, Across from there is like a Uniqlo. Yeah. Right behind that is a big housing development. I think that's right. It's a co-op, yo. Chill out, bro. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> difference, man. <laughs> I, live in, I live in a housing development. Nah, your shit is a is a is a uh, condos. A, yeah, it's condominiums. <laughs> yeah, it's like once you have a lottery. I mean, I guess uh, housing shit has lotteries too. But yeah, co-ops like there's some co-ops in the city where you pay. You pay fifteen grand once to get into the spot, like in Manhattan, uh-huh. and then it's yours for life. You just have to pay the monthly maintenance fee, but That's you like, don't yeah. own it. Yeah. That's like where my mom lives. Yeah, it's it's the dream. There's oh. one across from. Uh, Is that a dream? It doesn't sound. It's not a dream. I mean, the fact that you don't get to sell it doesn't sound cool. It's a dream, because but it's a dream if you like within our current economy to be able to pay like. $400 a month to live in New York for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's kind of a dream. Even a G a month at like. To live on like 26th and 8th. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the dude, I, I forget the name of it. I think it's like Mitchell Lama or Mitchell and Mitchell Lama. Okay. It's like a company that has the, uh, they do the, like that. They have a bunch of different properties around the city. Okay. Where they have the lottery stuff. Anyways, uh, and it's hoops. good that we just started immediately with the Bronx because this is the most Bronx dude that I know. Uh, he Do you always know other reps- Bronx dudes. Um, <laughs> is, is you? Yeah, yeah. Wait, I mean, is, I, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Is Jaddy from the Bronx? Yeah, Jaddy's from the Bronx. From the Bronx BX. And then um, all, a lot of the guys from the company. Jo is from. The oh Bronx. yeah, there's a bunch of Bronx dudes that work in the moving company. I actually had a buddy in the Bronx from the Bronx who told me all about. He had. Just got out the joint and taught me kind of what it was like to sell crack in the Bronx. Oh. Told me the whole story and the whole get down of like how it works with like, you know, like where you're allowed to do it, how your clientele works, you know, just like the politics of it. Mm. But th- this is one thing I'd like to say that it, I feel like people only know the South Bronx. They put that as the whole Bronx. <laughs> and the Bronx is like the northern part of the Bronx is all suburban. Yeah. It's like... It's not all suburban. Close to. I'd say the west side. Like Riverdale adjacent? Yeah. Because yeah. even like, I guess where, I, where I'm from, it wasn't... There were like a bunch of three family houses. Yeah. They weren't like housing. It wasn't like buildings or projects. Yeah. But it was still like, it wasn't the suburbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like once the train stops... The subway. The subway? Yeah, not the Metro North. Nah, Metro North goes to the suburbs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or at least, you know what I mean, northern, north of the city. But anyway. Um, no, I mean, Metro North goes to. No, nah, I feel like the, the the west side, north, is like suburbs. You yeah. know what I mean? It's Fordham like, adjacent. It's not even the Bronx anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like on the north side, I feel like on the east side, it's crazy all the way in the north. Like. Yeah, well, I don't want to say it's crazy because it's not crazy anymore. It's nice now. Yeah, because I pretty chill. I would. I was saying that I got robbed ish at this gas station. How you get robbed? Robbed this whole gas station 
is in this wild little, you know where that BP is? Like, yeah, right? Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. There's just a lot of action happening right there. And it was on me. I was refilling a truck's gas tank and I left my door open. I had a whole bunch of money on me. I had like $1,600 cash. And this dude just was, when I got, I like left my door open while I took all the trash from the truck and put it in a garbage can. And when I came back, dude was just in the cab of the truck. <laughs> And I was like, hey, what's up, man? And he was like, oh, hey, what's up? And like all of a sudden was like on me, like not touching me, but just like physically kind of like good. cornering me in kind of thing. And I was like, nothing, man. I'm just trying to get out of here. Just filled up. the. I got to go pay. And he was like, can you help me out in that way? That's like I could rob you or you could help me out kind of mm -hmm. thing. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, I got you. And I'd so be I, like, get the fuck out of my What the fuck is wrong with you? I would have just went crazy. Probably. No, I did not. I was like. I yeah, but when you have faces like me and Andy. Yeah. It's, okay, let me find $7 not for nah, you. Nah, because people with your faces that that's, live in New York, that'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You fucking. Is that dude going to fight me then? You got to see. But a lot of times probably not. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the whole thing. But I don't want to see. I yeah. feel like people, it's like, the that's like the oldest bluff, bro. Like. I don't know. Because then there's like that part where people pray. So the person that's fucking with you is a sucker most yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're mm -hmm. trying to prey on, uh, they're trying to look at somebody oh, P -R -E -Y, like. not P-R-A-Y. Not nah, P-R-E-Y. They're trying to pray. I thought you were like, that guy's a sucker for believing in Christ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah, nah. That dude he's trying to, he's trying loves to pre the Lord. This guy's fucking gay for. He's trying God. to pre, pre-A. Uh -huh. I wish yeah. they fucking made the English language better, man. That's like they gray. shit up. Mm -hmm. Which one's correct, E or A? I have no idea. I always see put the A. I've been throwing the E in lately. But Greyhound. Mm -hmm. That's E. e. Yeah. That's an animal when it's gray. <laughs> you feel <know what laughs> me? And when it's the sky, it's an A. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So when, so where the money was in the cab? No, it was in my pocket. It was in your but pocket. But it was like enough money where it was uncomfortably. Yeah, like I could bold, feel, yeah, yeah, I could feel the money. You? And I was like. He's seen you. I don't want this. I have guy. cash on me right now in my apartment, and I'm every time I'm so afraid to go to the bank with it. Yeah, because it's so much money. So yeah. take it in increments, man. <laughs> take put it in the briefcase. You feel me? Go to the back. Send deposit. Whenever it I, at, whenever you don't go I, to the teller. What kind of fucking? I open a big briefcase and it's only four hundred dollars. Go to the teller. <laughs> All singles. Whenever I have cash, though, I always wish that you could just take a picture of the cash yeah. <laughs> and deposit it that way. Yo, I don't even I, like, bro. You know, so I catch the bus on twenty third. Like if I'm going home late night. Yeah, right by our spot. Yeah, twenty third. And there's like a TD bank on the corner. So if I, you know, do shows, get some cash, deposit the money and shit. And, yo, they'd be like, sometimes I don't know if I'm, like, if something's wrong with me, bro. Like, there's almost always a homeless dude, like, or I don't say homeless, but somebody just like. Homeless. Homeless. In the, at least in the costume. Yeah. yeah. The homeless get up. Presented. Cosplaying homeless. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yo, they imagine depositing, like, dude is just sleeping on the floor, laying there, and you just step you, over him and make your cash deposit. No, I have to do that. Yeah. yeah. That's my, I have a joke about that, about how I'm glad it's warming up. Because that means I don't have to go into <laughs> yeah. the vestibule with that nah, dude. They still gonna be there because it got you know the what? AC. I've, it does have the AC. I've it's always a, every time I go to an ATM, um, even even just to pull out money or to deposit, I always have uh, you know the episode of Fresh Prince where Will gets shot. Yeah, I have that in my head all the time. <laughs> 
it's like like I. Uh, you think you're gonna get shot? I, I mean, it's it makes so much sense for me to get robbed right here, or someone to put a gun at me and be like, pull out. That's crazy. All the money that you can. Yeah, yeah. That's which is only two hundred dollars, but uh, <laughs> but that is that does like a little bit of anxiety goes through me every time. That's yeah. crazy, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Bro. I've n- I've never been robbed like that. Knock on wood. But it's always you know if I've been robbed, it's I got jumped a couple times serious. in high school. <laughs> And he's like, yo, if I got robbed, it's serious. It's yeah. fucking on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys, this is The Known Zone. I'm Andy Haynes. I'm joined by my consummate co-host, Wilfred Padua. Mm-hmm. And we have a very special guest today. Whenever I start something, project, show, anything, I'm thinking of this guy. I've been saying we got to get PD on yeah. for weeks. Just because we're like, we need... Uh, so the, when we started the podcast, the idea was like we need to get guests that are going to create a good vibe for us and make us comfortable as we're like figuring out what the chemistry is. And I was just like, Petey's one of those guys. Yeah, I think Petey's like the most uh, consistently good vibes, fun comic in the city. One of the funniest dudes I know can just put him up there. I've seen this guy just get on a mic for hours. Yeah, you do. You, know, like you do this, run the light a lot. Not, are you not liking all this? <laughs> no, love? these are telltale signs that someone's got problems going on under the surface. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy, everybody loves him. Lights up. The yeah. No, 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 you're no, not no, like an Artie Lang. <laughs> you're not like out here like Petey's the best. He does have a crack cocaine <laughs> problem. Yeah, but we love him. No, you're Andy's like the funniest yo, all right, dude. Petey was the guy at the BP station. Yeah, yeah. it was Petey. That's <laughs> how I met goes, him. <laughs> no, yeah, you're not uh, like you're not like PR nice. Like you're Puerto Rican nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not Puerto Rican. Yeah, because nice. they aren't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you're not like uh, it's not fake at all. It's, there's no like oh, PR yeah. press release type of energy to not, who you are. To. Yeah. Thank you for the compliments, guys. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And I, I, I needed that today. Oh, good. You like, even a on tough the, day? On the way here, just now on the elevator, this this woman uh, was on the phone, and I was like, I fucking hate her voice. And she, because she was like, hey, yeah, you're going to be over there. So, like, in my mind, I'm just like, yo, oh my God. And then I started thinking about other people's voices that I didn't like. Yeah. And then. That she got off before me, and as the shit opened, she was like, "Have a good day," and I was like, "You too." And I just felt like shit after yeah. that. I was like, "Damn, yo." Yeah, I have. Uh... <laughs> I was like, "Damn," and I wasn't prepared. Yeah, because uh-huh. by the tone of her voice, I felt like she was just into like her voice and the Gucci shoes. I was like, "Ah, she's a bitch." Yeah, nah. and then she turned out to be nice. She was like, "Have a good." I don't know. She might not be nice, but she knows how to fucking share space, common it, space. It's funny because I um. If even bad vibes coming from me, even if I don't verbalize them, but especially if I have some kind of like confrontation, I'm in this group therapy Mm -hmm. and um, I kind of got into it with my therapist where I was like, yo, I've been doing this a long time and I don't uh, I don't feel great. You know, kind of gave her some shit. I was I was having a hard week. I was getting off this medicine. So I was like adjusting. Well, you brought it up in group therapy. Yeah, and then I brought it up again in group therapy about how I thought it was not really working and <laughs> oh. uh, kind of poisoned the vibe in the group therapy. Like yeah, everybody... well, we didn't. Right, that guys? Ha- that <laughs> happened <laughs> like yesterday, right? Yeah, that was yesterday. Like, yeah, yo, this shit ain't working, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I dev- and but everybody's so kind and they're all like really nice and stuff. And my therapist is so nice, but I, I felt awful about it, you know? Like, I'm just one of those people I can't like. 
I almost never can have like a confrontation with person mm-hmm. and feel fine about it. Yeah. Even if I'm in the right, I still don't want to be cruel. I still don't want to tell somebody to go fuck themselves. Yo, I'm learning how to not hold it in any much because I feel like it's 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 also uh, like I don't do what you did, but I like I'm trying to to put my ego to the side to do that because that's kind of like an ego. That's, that's like wh- like my ego. I'll feel it on the low, like fuck this shit. But my e- it's like I fucking curb it to I won't say anything. And I'll see, like I have eat me. I have the inverse of that, which is that I always my whole life have been like this is fucked up, and then everybody's like you're acting like a psycho, and I'm like you're right. And I feel awful about mm-hmm. it. I'm going to think about this for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what's difficult. We we had a long uh, drive from New Hampshire the other day, and uh, it was a, a good, like, sincere conversation. And well, Andy got his sincere convos. You know, I don't know. Like, we yeah. we were talking about buttholes for like three days, and then we <laughs> yeah, and then and he'll make it. you think about it real. Yeah, yeah make you think about a butthole. What uh, it's yeah function. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. <laughs> what is God doing in there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um. The tough part about like confrontation is to remove yourself from the situation. Cause like I am taking it so personally. I'm like, oh, they did this to me, and then I'm getting very <laughs> emotional. But if if I'm just like having a if we're having a conversation sure. and you say something that's just wrong, I'm not afraid of correcting you. Mm-hmm. But so I'm like trying to get to the point where I can confront people and be like, hey, that was wrong, but n- not be a emotional the whole time you know Mm -hmm. i think this is like a very cultural thing too because i feel like um white people can't have fights and not get like very butthurt about it and like it's like a lasting thing that needs to be resolved and then i'll go and i'll hang out with my black friends and some of them might get into like a big argument and be giving each other shit and it even can get like a little hot and tense but then later that day it's fine because everybody's saying what they're feeling you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a generalization. That is pretty much a generalization. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, I know bad like people that take shit bad personal, bottle shit up, don't but and don't then you just feel like explode and then it's white like, people are more passive aggressive to uh, some extent? Or is that just another generalization? I think I'm pretty sure you can find some things, but I feel like it's a personality trait more than anything. Cause even like what I'm saying with you is like more of like a I don't think this is working as opposed to like a, man, I don't know if this is working, <laughs> but like the conversation to yourself, I don't think. This I think there's a male thing too. Just like sure. Fucking, like there's a shit, like even recently, like somebody owes me or like, all right, some, suppose we have a conversation and I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm going to give you 50. I know you say I'm going to give you 50, but I'm going to give you more because you deserve more. And then, mm-hmm. and then you send me the 50. Oh man! Yeah. And then I would be like, "What, what about the more? What about, yeah, the, what about more? the more?" That <laughs> happened to me. What about the more? That actually happened to me recently. It fucked what me about up because like that's the part too where it's like my ego is like, but the reality is like, yo, I just hang on to shit so hard. Like, yeah, yeah. If we had like, I just hang on to people's words. Like, yo, I, and I think that's my fault in life because I like. Yeah, it's like that letdown part. Not even the, mm-hmm. it's the part where you're like, yo, you start creating these conversations. Like, yeah. all right, well, if you valued me, yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> that has to do with, maybe that has nothing to do with it. If I don't mention it, yeah. Like, so now there's just like this conversation in my head. So what brought you in today with uh like a a grayer mood? 
life, yo. It's too much to mention, but like that, <laughs> that yeah. part of it. Uh, my mom is, uh, you know, going through it uh, with her health and shit, like uh, dementia. And just like some business shit that kind of I haven't figured out yet, but it happened like literally uh, maybe like an hour ago or two ago. Jesus Christ. Well, thank you for still coming in. Please. Come on, man. I was already on my way here. Like on the walk in, I'm like saying like, you know, because we've all been through shit and had to perform like or yeah, had yeah. to do something. So it's like, you know, we do that. You, you know? don't have to do that here. But yeah. we'd like it. <laughs> no, yeah. but even that, it's like, I'll think about like, yo, who do I, who, like, like telling someone, yo, I don't, like my new shit that I'm getting better at is like, I don't feel like talking right now. I don't feel like talking today. I don't feel like talking about this. Like as far yeah. as like, yeah. you know. That's a that's something I've done recently, like with my wife, which is what I'll just be like, hey, this is making me really anxious right now. Mm. I got to take five. And I used to just blow up. I just let it get anxious, and then I'd fucking do something stupid. Speaking of this, this is a good time to bring in the topic for today. <laughs> You're gonna um, be like sponsors, sponsors, uh, <laughs> Blue Chew. Uh, no, no sponsor yet. Uh, this brand new pot. Uh, oh hell yeah! yeah. Uh, so each episode, we pick a topic. We bring in a funny friend. <laughs> None of us knew anything about it beforehand, or at least not a lot, and we learn about it. And um, I was I was like looking for Bronx specific stuff because we always like to have the guests maybe have a little bit of insight on it. And um, this thing popped up called the Ho Avenue Peace Meeting. Mm. Have you ever heard of it? I know Ho Avenue, but I don't think I know about the yeah, peace. Hold I think on, you might you... know a little bit more than, than you think. Is it like some old school shit? Yes. Is that the joint with um it inspired back? back Hip hop, right? The, well, it led to hip hop. It kind of, it was like a gang set the peace grand, treaty yes, type of exactly. vibe. Yes, exactly. It set the because somebody named Benji got shot. Exactly. And then they was like, Nah, man, you always say I've only seen. I didn't know the name of it though. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. So it also inspired the movie The Warriors. Right. So you really have to go back and do like the whole Bronx, which is what I'm gonna kind of try to do a little bit. This isn't a Bronx specific episode, but. Would you say the Bronx is the most neglected borough? I don't want to say it's neglected. It's so funny. I don't say neglected because I was actually thinking about this earlier. Not that part, but kind of. Well, what do I you mean by neglected? Just like neglected in multiple ways. First of all, the first way I would say is like, does the city support it? Does the city um, maintain the parks? Does it? You know, like, are the trains mm. up there consistent? Things like that. Just infrastructure stuff that makes it a nice place to live. That's mm -hmm. that's one aspect of neglect. But I also think culturally it's neglected because New Yorkers, you can probably meet, you know, especially like a Lower East Side or a East Village person and be like, how many times have you been to the Bronx? And there will be people who lived here for five years. Maybe the botanical gardens. Legitimately, like, I'm a guy that's I'm coming up on my fifth year. I think I've been there three, four times. Like for shows? I had some shows. No, not even shows. There's no shows up there. Yankees, what are you doing? Uh, I dated a girl up there for a second. Nice. Um, okay. So Come right. on. You know I'm... <laughs> That's how yeah. you know yeah, it was open. I don't know. A little I... rainbow of ladies. <laughs> I actually dated a girl from the Bronx for a hot second. Hey. Yeah. We went to the Botanical Gardens. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, yeah, other times. Just like, I've also been there for moving jobs. 
Mm, this so. girl, this is such a trip. I went and I did a show in Washington Heights for, with all these Spanish kids. They, they had their, their own podcast and they did like a live show. I went up there, I did it, and there was a girl. I think I know. Was he, it a dude named Faze? I think so. I think there's like three dudes. Three dudes. But they're like young yeah, and they're yeah, not yeah. comics. They're just like yeah, Washington Heights about. Spanish kids. I feel like I mm. did that. But there was a girl there and she followed me instantly on and then um we went to Red Rooster in Harlem on like the one of, we talked for a long time, but we went on one date and she was like twenty three and owned her house in the Bronx. I thought that was so insane. She was like mm-hmm. twenty three years old and had like saved all her money. It was like not the right she was too young and just it didn't make sense. And then I met my wife and I stopped dating anybody. Um but then this last time I was in London, I walked into St. Pancras Station, that train station, yeah. the week, and I went into the Starbucks, and this girl like tapped me on the shoulder, and she was like, Andy? That's crazy. And it was Whoa. that girl. That's was crazy. So don't random. think the Bronx don't travel me. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? You thought you could duck us in London <laughs> across the pond? She said, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Yo, Andy, that's your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But uh so I think like if if you look back on it historically, the Bronx um just like any other um borough of the city, mm-hmm. it basically was set up as a place for Man- Manhattan kind of service workers, families, everybody, you know, it's it's a suburb essentially. Mm-hmm. It's the it's one of the biggest. I think it might be Queens is the biggest and Bronx is the second largest of the boroughs um but uh if you just want to kind of go through the the timeline um it was uh it was populated by the sawani and uh wappinger tribes pre-european and uh, ben had the wap you heard (laughs) (laughs) wappinger yo that's where the wap came from yo (laughs) and then uh uh called these relatives in the bronx yeah Yeah. the The first wappingers the first spanish Uh, immigrants, the wettest, the Wappingers, the wettest, natives. the wettest, the wettest natives, Bronx River alumni, <laughs> Bronx River alum. But uh, 1639, Jonas Jonathan opens up a 500 acre farm. He's a Dutch uh, immigrant, and he calls it Emmaus, which I don't know what that means. What? Say know. it again. Emmaus. Emmaus. E-M-M-A-U-S. That's okay. what he calls his big-ass farm. There's still nothing. Like, there's a New York, New Amsterdam colony, Dutch, mm-hmm. and then there's the New Haven colony, which is also Dutch. And uh, it's all pretty much just wild in between these. Yeah. Um, but he opens this big-ass farm, and then people start to kind of, like, populate the Bronx. There's, like, a few houses. They're, like, remote still. There's no kind of, like, it's still very, very much... Nobody's even going up to Westchester at this point. Sure. You know, notable... Anne Hutchinson moves there in 1642. Who that? Doesn't matter. Have I heard gets... of the Parkway? <laughs> yeah, she's the, who the Parkway is uh, named after. They the named Hutchinson. the Parkway after a lady? Yeah, yeah but it's because she got killed with all her family the next year by uh, local natives. Um, oh. So she didn't do anything to earn that name? Just got just got. got. On God. the Parkway? Yeah. Hutchinson? She yeah. lived over there. That's what they guess like back in the day. But like now how they put your uh, mural... Uh huh. That was the first. That was the first mural. She was the first. Yeah, yeah, the Parkway was uh, the uh, spray painted T-shirts. Yeah, it was the side of a bodega. Yeah, 
for that She's time. She's the white bike. <laughs> she was the first white bike. They was like, yo, this is, we running down the road here. <laughs> they was like, all right, let's use bikes. Um, and then uh, 1654, Westchester Village, 1664, province of New York. All right. Uh, 83, Westchester County. 1748, the Van Cortland House is built. Do you know the Van Cortland House? I just know the park. I think it's, that's park. where it was. What is it? Uh, it was a, he was a, you know, a, a pilgrim or whatever, you know, like one of the first Dutch pilgrims. Okay. Wealthy, built a big ass mansion. These was all people that didn't know that it was going to be hip hop coming yeah. after them. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> These are people that thought they were going to be retaining their puritanical Protestant. Yeah. They did not know Cool Herc was right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then 1776 to 1781, Revolutionary War. Uh, Fordham University built 1841. Crazy. Do you have some history with Fordham? Did you go up there and shout at Shorties? I used to work. I used to work. I used to do community service across the street. What kind of Fordham. community service? Soup kitchen. Nice. Just feeding the feeding the needy. Yeah, I love those. Was that volunteer gigs. or mandated community service? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that shit was like a job to me, man. I used to be like, "Damn, I gotta go over here." Take I hated from the community. I hated community service. We did it That's in worse. high school, uh-huh. and what did I? I had to deliver newspapers to people in uh in the hospital at Swedish Hospital. Yeah, where my mom works, and it was so awful and awkward because. You'd go in and people were like, "Why is there a teenager here?" Yeah, that I've never and I, I never wanted to. You're feel talking about the employees. No, I'm talking about the the patients. The, the patients. I have to walk into their rooms with and just be like, "Do you want a newspaper for free?" <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> just somebody dying. Yes, absolutely. Like, and then sometimes, like, if you're lucky, they're asleep yeah. or like intubated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so the best patients were the ones that were like look like they were dying and had a tube in their mouth and be like oh thank god and i guess yeah. lighten the load a little bit yeah uh 1888 washington bridge first bridge between manhattan and uh the bronx is built uh 1891 the botanical gardens 1898 it becomes a borough 1891 wow uh those are old ben had plants <laughs> talking about son. 1904 is when the subway starts Oh. The IRT line. And at this point, it's mainly uh, Italian and Irish. That's like mm-hmm. the whole vibe up there is it's t- at the top, like 1900s, Italian and Irish immigrants. Um, what's the avenue with all the Irish people? Um, Woodlawn. Yeah, Woodlawn is like, it's like. Oh, no, no. You said Italian or Irish? Irish. Yeah, Woodlawn. Yeah, so it's like all, like even up until the 80s, it was like. Even when now, do, it's still, it's still man. Irish, Irish bars yeah, Woodlawn, and Woodlawn? there was the Irish mob operated out of there okay. too. Woodlawn's day is still man. It's more. It's different people. It's you know different people living there, cultures, but it's mostly Irish still. I've yeah. heard that uh, there's like a, a strip of like really great Italian restaurants there. Yeah, uh, Arthur Ave. Arthur yeah, Ave. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I, I know you're gonna get to this, but what's going through my mind is when did black people show up? Well, that's what. So, Always been there. They just didn't write us in the book, so Andy don't really know about that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. feel me? Huh? Black people was the ones who you think was helping Hutchinson. Yeah, there's there's they black families. They don't put them in the book. They don't put them in the book. But it doesn't really the the major exodus of black communities to the Bronx happens in the '60s. Oh yeah. From, in between uh, that, from, like from from from, um, from over there. 
<laughs> you talking about I've the West Indies? <clears throat> nah. Well, yeah, that too. But from then, where? Though. The West Indies. But then there was a thing. Influx, I feel so. like they was pricing people out back then. Yeah, Brooklyn, Manhattan. Yeah, all those and places. then people were moving to like the Bronx and like other outer boroughs. Yeah, I mean, all this stuff doesn't really matter. Like 1923, matters, Yankee man. Stadium. I'm. This is interesting to me. The first Knickerbockers mm-hmm. was uh, a 1912 baseball team. Just so we know, mm. uh, Jonas Salk, the inventor of the polio vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Born in, BX. born in BX oh, really? in 1914. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him, yo. Uh, tell him. Tell him, Andy. Triborough Bridge, 1936. I thought you was going to say Chirab Quest. I was going to be like, yo, that's crazy. I thought they were Queens. Aren't no, they Queens? Queens? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're Jamaica Is De La Soul also Queens? Uh, De La Soul is, I feel like Long Island. I feel like the only BX guys I know Jungle are, Brothers. is KRS. Nah, this is, man, what are you talking about? That's what, I mean, I don't know. Keep going. I'm just saying. This Give bad. me some more. Yo, we talking about the adventure to hip hop. That's yeah, yeah, people. yeah, sure. Okay, I'm gonna get to that. People. I'm gonna get to that. But are there uh, more contemporary? Autumn, can you look up uh, contemporary rappers from the Bronx? That's crazy. That's like saying how many comics from Boston. A lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. From Boston, bro. That's Damn. insane, dog. Spice, spice, and that's just like a, this is just like a few. Who the hell's Drag On? What about Whippy? You don't Whip, know Drag man? On? No. I spit these flames to make your head shake. Ah. Look at Christopher Reed of uh, Kid and Play. Come on, try to tell you, man. You talking Damn, about all right, man. you guys got everybody. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. They put Funk Flex in there. He don't even rap. And, uh, you know, it's... it's it just it's, screams. <laughs> it's important to mention that we got... Um, we got Ice Spice and Cardi B of recent. But then note. also you gotta go. See, this is the thing people don't understand. Like the creativity, like yo, Stan Lee is from the Bronx, bro. Stan Lee. Yeah. What is it about the Bronx that's that's creating this like artistic spirit? Survival. Not because you if you go back like be before this, before like hip hop. I don't know. I think it was a it was an all New York thing, honestly, because it's Brooklyn, Queens. Everybody was doing something. It's it was always great, great people that yeah. come. Yeah, it's like I think the thing is too, like maybe being on a outer borough, and Manhattan's always been like the hub of yeah. like yo, if you make it in Broadway, Times <laughs> yeah. Square, the Ballyhoo. So if mm-hmm. you could make it over this, I think a lot of people in different boroughs that was like. They trying to make a name for themselves in New York City because it's like everybody's yeah I think everybody New York, is so like Ew. especially like if you are from Brooklyn Queens or the Bronx I think that there's something about making it to the island and making it on the island that is in the you know because it's like a city that was created by immigrants that all wanted to get to that that's the American dream mm-hmm. you're on Wall Street you're on Broadway. You're in Midtown, you know, that type of thing. So I'm sure that that has something. And then also, I think, too, it has to do with, like, where you're at and the people you're around or what's going on. Because you got to think, like, say, Stan Lee, this is probably, like, I don't know, maybe, like, the... Probably 30s or 40s. 30s, 40s. Yeah. So it's like, and then that means he was probably in high school, like, in the, what, the 20s or something? Or the early 30s type of thing? He was probably high school in the mid-30s, yeah. So it's like, what's the vibe? These is like people, I think the, <laughs> the thing is- The world is at war. Right, yeah. but everybody's also trying to be trendy. Not trying to be trendy because there is a war going on. But I think the creative juices, say like Stan Lee, that's like World War. So he's writing about like that in a comic book. Form, yeah. I think there's also something form. to like New York and LA being cultural hubs. 
and I think that like you're just so much more tapped into what society is going what I don't know everything's going on in society because you're where all the attention is yeah also like you gotta think too like Stan Lee is a Jewish guy yeah. from the Bronx oh yeah there, I did not mention there's a large Jewish population oh like still J- Jewish people not in to the, the same extent not no no yeah not nah, not as much as in like Brooklyn or like what, yeah uh, but this is Brooklyn. so this is what's interesting is that it is a melting pot it's a beautiful kind of multicultural i'm sure it's not all nice i'm sure that it's like like all the boroughs so like if you're mm-hmm. a black guy you're probably not going to want to walk into the italian or irish neighborhoods alone that type of thing that's happening already all around the city nah not in the bronx yo <laughs> they all got along yeah oh i'm talking about now i thought you meant like back then no 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 I'm yeah yeah back then no 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 hell no it was it was you know yeah, not People were more sec- like, though you don't go over there, you don't go over there, you don't go. You know what I mean? People- and there's still some extent to that, right? Nah. You, uh, but like, but with I'm talking about like gangs. Like, if you're like part of like one street crew, you're probably not going to go to a certain part of. Well, yeah, if you live in that life, but the average Bronx site, yeah. and like, I say Bronx site more than just the average New Yorker because New York is from all over. But like, I feel like the Bronx is like, I ain't going. Where you at? Nah, I ain't going over there. Yeah, like if yeah. Shorty told me she lived in a certain part of the Bronx and was like, "Yo, come over, it's all good." I probably go. I'm lying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm gonna be like, "Damn, Webster one sixtieth. That's crazy." You're gonna, you're gonna wear a different pair of I'm shoes. I'm be like, "I'm be like, yeah. yo, meet me at the Uniqlo. <laughs> <laughs> meet me at the BBQs and Co-op. I got you. <laughs> Not going over there. Come to the Starbucks with the drive-through. I grew up like my mom. My family used to live all over the Bronx, so it's like I would have to go to my grandmother's crib, which was like a crazy building where it's like I don't even want to go see my grandmother, yo. Cause yeah, there's mm-hmm. dudes in the lobby wilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I. I went to high school with a dude, a Jamaican kid, Jamaican American, but he was from Brooklyn, and he told me that when he was a kid and he lived in the projects over there, you'd get on the elevator, and dudes would just get on the elevator with you, and they would just bust the lights out. They're just oh, like really? knock the lights out and beat you up and rob you. That was a game. Those that was games. a game at, yeah. at my high school too. Games. We would we would go into the bathroom uh, in the in the gym because there's no windows there. Turn off the lights and <laughs> we just start Not fighting. Prison, no, those <laughs> is, those is prison games. Yo, yeah. Lights out. You know what I'm saying? Like what? It was so fun. Corners. <laughs> I remember there's a game called Corn Corner. Like if there was like five six people in the elevator. Corners. So you gotta fight to get to, to the get corner. A corner. Yeah. It's only four, like six people in the elevator. We're fighting in the yeah. elevator. <laughs> and if you're in the middle, you get in it, you getting it from every corner. That's so fun. See, that's that's something that like <laughs> I, 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 I miss that type of horseplay. I think that a lot of people, like especially white family, I, I don't know, just white people, I think that the only thing we've been given is that this is like this supreme amount of violence. But in reality, it's like people are having fun still, even in these where there is a high level of crime or drug addiction or sure. poverty is. And we're always just told like, it's just crime. It's a war zone. You know, like if you weren't from New York now and you watched Fox News, you would think that we're like going out and fighting immigrants every night to get into the Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. I do but, that. I make sure the immigrants aren't in my way. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I've been here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I've been here four years. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I, I I think this is the big, I, I watched a documentary called Rebel Kings and the big uh, kind of thing, the big cultural shift in the Bronx was this guy, Robert Moses, in the mm-hmm. late 50s and 60s had this design for the city. He's basically responsible for every roadway, arch, 
parkway across the state, you know, the Taconic, the Hutchinson, all of these things. And he decided he wanted to build the Grand or the Cross Bronx Parkway, which it crosses um, the Bronx. Mm -hmm. But everywhere there was, he just drew a line where he wanted it. And everywhere there was, it was community. Yeah. And he, so they just literally took out like a block wide chunk across the entire thing, which you couldn't cross for many years because they're just building this thing. So there's just a giant canyon in the middle of your neighborhood. And because of that, businesses close. Wealthier families get the hell out of there. It also divides the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, So above the Cross Bronx Parkway, they can still kind of like maintain because they have this entire swath. But it isolates the South Bronx. And because of that, the South Bronx basically becomes derelict throughout the 60s. Um, People are just like not turning on their tenants' heat. People are not doing garbage pickup. People are the ambulances won't come there. Cops won't go there. Hold on, real quick. You got to think too. At this time, the sixties, or I say like 60s, 70s, sixties, late sixties, seventies. Like, bro, New York was crazy. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. got to imagine if New York is already crazy. I mean, Manhattan. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it was a crazy time. But like, imagine. Yeah, this the, is this is pre Ed Coke on the level of like Ed Koch. Yeah, yeah. But no, as you were saying, yeah, yeah. no, no, it's it's so what happened was it basically became kind of a war zone in the sense that like also there was like a huge thing with landlords setting their own buildings on fire. Oh, for like insurance? Yeah, but there was they they said that the Bronx was always on fire. Like this but that basically was like in the late sixties, like late sixties, early seventies. That was white flight kind of yeah. vibe. So it's like. The tent, and then the city was going bankrupt too. So yeah. it's kind of yeah. like, yo, there's nobody. People ain't making money. Yeah, people are leaving. You know what I mean? Like, and then black people are like, what the fuck? Like, just minorities are like, yo, we can't pay rent. And then the landlords are like, fuck, if we can't make money off the building, we gonna burn them just down to get the insurance money. Yeah, and it. I mean, it's basically at this point, it's only black and Puerto Rican. That's that's the only mm-hmm. people living in these parts of the Bronx, like where this is going down. And uh, as a result, and because the whole city is basically derelict, this is like, I mean, the East Village is like the same. Alphabet City is like mm. on fire and yeah. like you can't go there. Yes, it's like crazy. That old uh, kind of like, uh, I want to call it like a meme where it's like a car pulls up and they ask directions and then they like go to drive away and their tires are already gone. Mm-hmm. That is like. East Village, 1970s. Yeah. Vibes. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that was like Alphabet City, 1990s. Maybe. Even. I mean, like, if you watch like, uh, is it Repo Man? What's that? There's like some funny like comedy slash uh-huh. New York movie about that era of like grimy New York, yeah. which is actually where all the, like when the best art came out of New York, you know, mm-hmm. that was like Lou Reed and fucking what's her name? Um, the who's the famous CBGB singer? I don't hear. This is out of my realm. Uh, she wrote the book about, Just um, Kids. You're talking about. Uh, she used to be in a band. Yeah, Autumn. Do you know what I'm talking about? Damn, what's her name? Patty Smith. That's what oh, I'm I thought you were talking oh, yeah. about someone else because there's another woman that was like super popping. But it's like she was in a band. Basquiat like comes out of that era. Uh-huh. You know, it's like the, the New York at its grimiest was its most creative. That's like probably. late, yeah, late seventies, early eighties vibes. Yeah, late seventies. She's a hottie. Mid mid seventies. Because I think even that, like, because I, I think about, I, I mean, I was born in the early eighties, but like, my this sister, is like totally my vibe, uh, like lesbian looking girl. Yeah, that's what I. I'm mostly attracted to that. I thought you meant the, the second 
top right to the to the right. That one? Nah, that one. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> um, but uh, the one that look, she looks like Gandalf. Yeah, respectfully. <laughs> respectfully, she looks like she know where to get the best hummus in the city. <laughs> she she like Yo, you the, go the to best. Go to yeah. Olive Tree. Right? She can tell you to get the best. Uh, Acupuncture. Let's yeah. go get some acupuncture and some tabbouleh after. Yeah. So uh, we. Okay. When do all these gangs come in? So play? this is that's the late '60s when the Cross Bronx Parkway happens, and then it's like just you know basically a war zone. Sure. And so kids just start basically fending for themselves, and it's basically block per block. It's like if you got a group of friends, all of a sudden you're a gang, and they want to be seen. They live in the middle of basically chaos. And they don't want to emulate like mobsters or rich guys. They want to emulate Hell's Angels. So that's where you start mm. to see all of the leather vests, yeah, yeah, yeah. the kind of afro with a bandana. Like, and it's it's literally like block for block. Um, I will just this is the only time I look at my phone, but let's see if I can find. This is some of the names of the gangs, the Alley Cats, Alley Cats, mm-hmm. the Bachelors. Single Black Cats Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, we we inked up Black Ivory, Black Pearls, yeah. Black Spades, yeah. Blue a lot of Imperials, bl- a lot of black things. Yeah. Born <laughs> to raise hell. Black. Yeah, brothers and sisters. Yeah, deserters. Yeah, the Dirty Dozen RT. Oh, only twelve yeah. of us. Dominican Lions. Yeah, <laughs> evil deal. serpents. Yes. All right, Petey, what's your gang? Flying Dutchman. Yeah. I don't have a gang. Flaming Lords. Yeah. The Fox yeah, Street Association. That's my gang. Yeah. The Flaming Lords. Yeah. Hold <laughs> on, what was the last one? The Fox what? Fox Street Association. Yeah. <laughs> we associated. <laughs> Talking about. Yeah. Ghetto Brothers Org. They yeah. Oh. They got a they were a band actually, the Ghetto Brothers. Yeah. They were the, the that's actually who this the, oh, really? really the, Benji was the in the Ghetto They're Brothers, the most yeah. central kind of story of the Rebel Kings. Okay. Man, um, they killed Benji. Yeah. And like that's like the leader of the. Oh, he was like the leader slash. He was like, the peacemaker. Yeah, he, he was, was like. Bi- the, so Benji's like the. Can you dig it? Guy. No, that actually is like a fabrication. Sure, because but he's the. No, the, that actually comes. That's another guy named Spanish Eddie. That'll come up. Diplomatic. He was. Yeah, Benji was like the diplomat. He's gonna go talk to everybody and all that stuff. There's uh, Ghetto Brothers, Immortals, New York, Javelins, Latin Aces, Latin Kings, Liberated Panthers, Mac Seven Rounds, Majestic Warlocks Mac Tribe, Mongols, yeah. Peacemakers, First DV. So, how big is this congregation that that uh, comes together? It's like a high school gym. They filled up a high school gym. It's a boys and girls club on Ho Avenue. Okay, but I mean, I, there's I haven't. That's like half of them. So there's a lot of gangs, and that's, yes. and that's just like, come on, it was. But like I'm saying, it was all New York. Like it was like, and also another thing to add is this: all over the city. a lot of these guys had just come back from Vietnam, and they're coming out of the the peace, like anti-war thing into yeah. that didn't work. We're still in this fucked up situation, and they, you know, they've been to war. Yeah. So, so they, these are guys from all over New York City. That's. Nah, these mostly. I mean, that's like, ma- mainly Bronx, but there is yeah. gangs all, all over, over New York. Yeah. Like, Got it. And okay. they're all similar in the sense that they're like yeah. trying to emulate well, that this list kind was of Bronx. And it's territorial. Most. It was all territory. Like it was. It was like, yo, this is our block. We're the flying. Uh, I don't know. Fucking 
chopped fly- cheeses. Yeah, yeah. The flying chopped cheeses. <laughs> and this is our that yo, if yeah. you don't the fly, frontos, or like yeah. yo, don't fly your flag through this block right here. The wild frontos. Is that what, uh-huh. was that? It's called fronto. Uh, wild grabbers. Grabbers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nah, that was that was like I think. Yeah, that was like the beginning. That was what hip hop came out of. So this, I'm assuming it's a very violent time. Every, there's murders constantly, and because cops and ambulances don't come up there, bodies but lay in I the streets. I gotta say, back then, I feel like they were more like it was gangs. They were like it wasn't like gangs like we know now, like shoot you in the face. It was more like rumbles and people yeah. fighting. Yeah, it was like a little bit more fifties things like that. And meet then, us at the lot. I feel like the gangster gangsters was like the drug dealers or like the like the Italians and the well, Irish that's, mob. That's what it says. People that actually did the killing, killing like yeah. Back then, motherfuckers was like, but Yo, they did meet get, us at behind the school. It was, it was like they the, did get guns though in the mid seventies, and they started well, yeah, killing yeah. each other. Yeah, I'm assuming the dude they, Benji. No, he got stabbed or he got shot. He got, he got stabbed, stabbed, I think. Yeah, I'm assuming that the this peace treaty has to come together. Because in reaction to violence, there's just right? people are killing each yeah. other all over the city, and basically, also they're very organized. There's a president of the gang, a vice president, a warlord, which your warlord was like basically ran the troops, like the street guys. Wow! And then even some gangs had what they called the Gestapo. Gestapo. <laughs> you knew about this? Yeah, What's the Gestapo? They enforce gang law. So if you like fucked another gang member's girlfriend there was that or one raped dude, a girl. What, what, was it Savage Nomads? He was yeah. like, we got this one in jail right now. Like yeah. they had their own jail. Yeah, they he goes, like, Yo, somebody... I, I, I put him in my cell and I teach him like street law. Oh, wow. And so it's it, funny because they're It's all... like its own society that is being created since there's no municipal interference. Yeah. 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 And it's like, you know, you just- they're doing they're definitely like involved with the black panthers you know they're doing stuff to like help the community but also yeah they're warring with each other some of the more developed ones are obviously doing more stuff for the community there's other ones that are just like they just come to fuck shit up yeah uh and it's also funny because all these dudes are like old guys now in the rubble kings it's like a 2014 documentary they're like old guys but they put on their old outfits and they look real they don't fit the same yeah it's <laughs> it's real funny there's this one dude called nono from brooklyn and he's got like this kind of like spanish derby hat with like a bandana around it it's a real it's a look man okay <laughs> yeah he's got like cornrows with this little like i'll have to pull him up so we uh this when did the, the treaty happen or the so 1971 is when the treaty happens. I think it's 1971. Let me make sure. And the what? Yeah, yeah. December 8th, 1971. So things had gotten so bad in the late 60s and the early 70s. This is still the early 70s that basically gangs are like, hey, we got to stop this shit. And the Ghetto Brothers had started a band. And a lot of times the Ghetto Brothers had been a gang, but they also they would throw like parties where their band would play. They actually even had hits on the radio, the Ghetto mm-hmm. Brothers. And um, Ghetto Brothers Power. Do you know it? Is that, that one of their that songs? That was like the hook. That's like their most popular song. Did you hear it bouncing hey, around the neighborhood? To be here today <laughs> to make you dance the ghetto way. Nah, that was way before I was born. Bro. No, but that would was, people be like nah, old guys playing it on the street? Nobody was playing that, man. Maybe when they block back there. There's something in New York though, a music that like old Spanish dudes will play that is like the really early hip hop. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's like almost techno, almost house. Yeah, it's kind of house, but it's like really like house, like hip hop beats, like boom bap, and only old Spanish dudes play it. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Reggaeton. No, it's 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 like get, yeah. I mean, I'm in in Bushwick. It's just all reggaeton and it's like, like the very first hip hop, and it'll only be like a seventy 
65-year-old, like, Puerto Rican dude on his motorcycle be playing it. That very first hip-hop stuff is, like, where it's pretty much just, like, a nursery rhyme to, mm -hmm. like, a, a drum loop. Yeah. So annoying to me. <laughs> well, so, anyways, they uh, they set up this peace treaty, and it's basically, like, a truth and reconciliation. And it's all because... Um, Benji gets killed. They're like, that's enough. Like the peacemakers getting oh, killed. Oh, okay. So Benji got killed while trying to break up a fight. Like these two gangs went to go fight each other, and they got wind of it. Benji was a part of Ghetto Boys? Brothers. Ghetto Brothers. Yeah, yeah. He was like their leader. Okay. Yeah. And he went down there, and he was like, guys, it's not worth it. And somebody just stabbed. They were like, get out of here. Got it. Okay. And after that, that there was another guy named Spanish Eddie that worked in the Youth Association Crisis group which was like when shit's going down these guys are first responders he actually gets shot in the face spanish eddie when in in brooklyn at another thing later on he lives wow. yeah he caught the bullet in his teeth he lost lives? a few teeth but you know <laughs> this is the price you pay yeah. you what was the the black kung fu movie the last dragon, the last dragon. Yeah. doesn't it somebody catches He's this like, bullet in his teeth in that said bruce leroy i'm tired of you catching bullets with your teeth <laughs> N word, please. <laughs> yeah, I love those movies. Uh, anyways, and then this sets up basically immediately as soon as they do this. There's a peace treaty. Everybody gets along. They start having house parties. Gangs start creating b boy crews. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when Cool Herc comes around. 1973, mm -hmm. 1974, Africa Bombada. Um, but then hold on, I got a deep cut. For, I got a so like. There's a, uh, like, Cool Herc gets the credit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I be, like, looking at, on YouTube, I go down my old hip-hop rabbit holes, and, like, there's um dudes out there from the Bronx that's from Bronxdale Houses and like, the Soundview area of the Bronx, and they claim that that's where hip-hop really started. And Cool Herc stole their, their... Not that he stole it, but I feel like he claimed the fame of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, imagine if it's just people doing what they do. Like, they're not thinking about, like, it wasn't even probably called hip hop back then. It was just like what people did. It, it was, was like just party. a house party. Yeah, yeah, it was just a party. Where was Rocksteady Crew from? The that, Bronx. But that came later, too. Like, all of that came, like, late. It was in the but, beginning of hip hop, but, like, I'm talking about, like, yeah. The cool Herc didn't even call it hip hop. Because, like, the gangs. All right, so hip hop came out of the. 73, 74. Came out of the Black Spades gang. Yeah. Hip hop. Then they became like, they were the ones, because like even in like the like the docs online and stuff, they'll be like, yo, we were the like one of the last gangs. Yeah. The biggest gangs. They're <laughs> like, yo, we recruited from all over. They because the other thing they be talking about is like, yo, we all knew martial arts. <laughs> we uh -huh. were really good at martial arts. We had a few black belts with us, and it yeah. was like we would go from there is a guy in the dock named like Karate Juan or something. Yeah, you know, like, like yo, <laughs> it's like yo, we would go and conquer different neighborhoods. But anyway, they were the ones that they say like even like b boying and all that stuff. Like you hear them talk about it. Like yo, that was a black space. We would go to a party, and that was like how we would dance. So it wasn't even like he said. You know why we called it break dancing? Because we would come in and your shit would be broken after we finished dancing. Like we would just dance wild yeah and like mm. being that they was in the gangs like yo we would wear our boots like they were trying to emulate the hell's angels so it's like yo we would come in if you didn't like how you acted you was getting tossed out but like just that and it was like uh we don't get a lot of the credit because bronx still was so rough 
you couldn't come here. Yeah. Like, you couldn't uh, come here. Yeah, yeah. So Cool Herc was, like, on the other side of town, too, but I think it was more of, like, he took the, he claimed the fame for it. Because it was, like, where the cameras could get to first, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, after this, it, it really does, the, the city quiets down. There's no more crime. I mean, there's crime, but it's not the same. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's not gang violence. Everybody's getting along. And if they are having a beef, it's usually going to turn up in, like, a dance-off or, like, yeah. a rap-off or something like that. And that's, like, where, like, these old school hip hop things are like the fabulous four or whatever like that. And they're all dressed super funny. Yeah. It's cause disco was big. They, they wanted to stop looking like, uh, rebels and like hell's angels. And they wanted to start looking like, you know, fly and things like that. Yeah. And they said that really like crime stayed down from the peace treaty until the introduction of crack. Crack. And oh, that changed wow. everything. Yeah. Like once crack showed up, it was over. And yeah, once people started like, the CIA really did their homework on that one. They yeah. they knocked it out of the park. And I don't like these guys yeah. dancing over there. Yeah, they're having too much fun <laughs> dancing. Nah, that's crazy too. Cause like hip hop in its infancy, though, like when you just like the create, it's all expression, bro. And that's like what where I go where we go back to like Stan Lee or whoever it was coming out of. At least in the Bronx, because I feel like it was so so uh just fucked up. If New York is fucked up, the Bronx was even more fucked up. So I feel like that creative, like the expression, like those groups and all these people, it's like, oh shit, we have a chance to express ourselves to each other. It wasn't even about like, think, imagine, there's no phone, there's no internet. So it's like, yeah, the, the idea of getting to Studio 54 like and that is like so, yeah. Or even where it's like, yo, my block versus your block. Like my block has a better sound system than your yeah. block. So then now it's just kind of like, yo, we can express ourselves. You ever you know see those I mean? like Dominican dudes with the speaker th- things? No, I don't. You know what I'm talking about? What's in Queens. In Queens, there's like these like speaker offs where there'll be like a car and it'll have like literally like the entire back will oh, yeah, open yeah. up and it'll be like so many speakers. And I can be like in my car on the other side of the freeway and it's too loud oh, in my on- car. Uh, that happens a lot on Knickerbocker. Yeah. Um, and I'm like a whole avenue over and I can hear him. And then I'll, I'll be walking down. There's this one dude who, uh, every Halloween, you know, trunks, all speakers, but every Halloween, he just opens his trunk, plays music. And, uh, the back of his trunk is all like, uh, scary masks and shit. Oh yeah. Nice. That's hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hip hop. Shout out to the Dominicans keeping the culture alive, man. Uh, and then, you know, so... That's the story. I mean, was any of that around, like going around in the air when you were like a kid? Were people still talking about those days or anything like that? Like they must have been proud of the yeah. birth of hip hop. Nah, I feel like even that, I feel like there's a there's definitely people that are and like I am like now as I gotten older. And I've like even when I was younger, like there was certain programs that I would be in and like they might, you know, take you to the Apollo, see something hip hop. But I feel like when you it's so much a part of the fabric of where you live. Think about where you like, yo, graffiti. It's like the people in New York didn't have to see the book Subway Art to learn about graffiti. All yeah. they had to do was just go outside. So it's like, I feel like in the Bronx, a lot of the times people would just, it's just part of the culture. It's like embedded in you that you don't even know. Like, damn, we, how, why do I think like that's this? So, why am that, I like I this? mean, as someone who moved here and... Like I used to break dance in high school. I got I like was Seattle uh, was obsessed with New York, by the way. Yes. Seattle was like we were so obsessed with New York. And I was so like I was obsessed with New York. And then when I showed up and I was like, 
oh, this is they were just living like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah like that's crazy. in my mind, it's like you guys were all a movie to me. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny how many like white kids but, from well-to-do families in Seattle have seen Wild Style. Yeah, you, you know it's crazy when I moved, I was living in Miami for a little bit, and I had a roommate named um, Adam. But his his he was a graffiti artist, and his name was Atomic, and um. Well, not even through him, but like he was like living with him as roommates. It was like, yo, that was the first time I saw like from the Bronx, from New York, like leaving the Bronx in New York and like being around people that weren't from New York. But I could kind of see like, yo, he was more of like probably a historian than I was as far as like, you know, he just knew like the culture was so deep where you could see like it crosses. But that was the cool part to see where you're like, man. This thing that's from the hood that people in New York don't even really... Not saying that we don't, because there are sectors, like I say, that are like true heads. But like to see how far it goes and inspires people, well, where it's like, wow, that's crazy. Is, like, yo, you was in Seattle breakdancing. Yeah. yeah. That well, came from dudes in the party breaking up furniture with yeah, their yeah. boots on. Like, that's crazy. That's the funniest thing is like, if you think about it, I don't think there's any more pervasive cultural phenomenon than hip hop. And I don't mean to sound like I have the biggest backpack on in the world. At least not in America. No, I mean, but you can go in to the fucking, world. It, you can go to Australia, kids are rapping. You can go to fucking Taiwan, kids are rapping. You can go to India, kids are breakdancing. Yeah. Graffiti is everywhere. I mean, graffiti is kind of ancient. I feel like I feel like hip hop. I don't agree with that last part, but I feel like hip hop. Uh, the cool part about it, and the thing that I try to hold on to it, or hold on from it, is the is the way that it unifies people. Where it's like, yo, you could go to something that has the element of hip hop in it, and everybody's gonna be there. Like, it's not. What part don't you agree with? The graffiti part? You said it's dying. No, no, no. I said it's ancient. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they that did graffiti to, in yeah. like the pyramids. The Egyptians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were like it's dying. I'm I like, have... no, it's not. It'll never <laughs> die. It's in the museum. Was there a part of you like going to Miami and you seeing, uh, like Adam doing graffiti? Was there a part of you that was like? That's my thing. Nah. Cause it's different like when you could that that's hip the hip hop part is like it's like a it's like something that's I guess intangible. I don't know if that's the right word. But it's something that's like where it's like, nah, this dude is hip hop. Like this dude lives this shit. Like this dude, his spirit is like, yo, let me go prove. Like hip hop, the spirit of hip hop is like, I'm gonna prove to everybody. That my idea is something. That yeah. what I think is something. And the hip hop of it is like, I'm gonna and I gotta do it in a way that that the other people that know what's up, they're gonna respect it. But it's also mm. gotta be in a way that it's different so it stands out. Like that's hip hop. Every part of hip hop, dancing, graffiti, rapping, it's all that element of like, yo, I gotta express myself in a way that's like not corny, in a way that's like mm. different, in a way that's cause think about like you look at those old-fashioned books of, like, hip-hop back in the 80s and the late 70s, or just even in New York in general, hip-hop aside, like, what hip-hop was birthed out of. It's, like, people that take the things around them and then, like, yo, all right, my challenge is going to take this hat with a hole in it and wear it or present it in a way that even though it has a hole in it, someone will be like, nice hat. Yeah, You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's the spirit of, like, that hip hop thing. Yeah, it's like uh, like the whole sagging your pants was just from hand me down. So it was poor people right. getting pants that were too big for them from their older brother or whatever. 
and then you swag it out. Right. And then they're like, man, baggy pants are cool, man. You know what's yeah. interesting about this? Because uh, it's something that I've been thinking about in stand up a lot, which mm-hmm. is the you're doing your own, you're creating art, expressing yourself to the people that uh, like know this the most, and like, mm-hmm. and you're trying to impress the like. As a comedian, I'm trying to impress comedians, mm-hmm. um, and it's I have to keep reminding myself that's what I'm trying to do uh, because you know it's not the most marketable thing, right? Because. But- but also there's the element, like I said, there's a spirit of like, yo, I gotta, yeah, you want to impress people, but you want to show yourself that you're not crazy. So you're like, yo, all right. Uh, I think that like hip hop for me in comedy, I always, like I wrote it, I write things sometimes just random ass shit. And I wrote this thing the other morning because I kept seeing 50th anniversary of hip hop. And then I, I was like, damn, yo, I like... I know more people in hip hop that inspire me at comedy than comedians that inspire me in yeah. comedy. And even just hip hop as a whole, it's like when I'm trying to carve my niche in, uh, say, comedy, where it's like approaching it, it's like I don't know anybody that does it. I don't know anybody. Like I'm going to the downtown, like Manhattan, because I'm like, yo, that's like everybody's there. So people don't really make it out my hood like that in comedy. So I'm like, I'm going to go to where people make it at and where people are at. Mm-hmm. So that was like downtown in the clubs or whatever. Where was your first comedy? Uh, well, I used to intern at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. But you hadn't done stand-up. Like, obviously, you're a class clown. Obviously, you're cut well, yeah. up. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. what's the first time that you put pick up a microphone? and? Well, that was in Miami. Because I, I, did, I did comedy in Miami for like three or four months. And then I came back to New York to visit my mom but also to like see what the comedy is like because they like yo this is the that's the this the mecca so i'm like mm-hmm. i'm from the mecca i gotta go home i gotta see what it's about and then it was so much of it that i was like nah i'm moving back i yeah. gotta be here yeah. yo but then it's like i said I'm, I'm in the i'm in the city now downtown at greenwich village you know interning and then i'm like seeing all of these different people from switzerland from australia from germany from Africa from all over the world, bro. And I'm coming from the Bronx. I haven't been that many places. So none, one of, them, of, the none things, of them were from Asia, by the way. No. Asian people. And, but, even, <laughs> but, even, but even that. We're like, not in the audience. But not just that. the crowd. But then on the other side is like the coworkers, the comedians, where it's like, yo, none, like almost like eight out of 10 times where I go somewhere when I started doing comedy, nobody's like me. Nobody, as far as like where I'm from, nobody's like. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things. So, like, I'm telling myself, like, damn, how the fuck do I break I think through? You, I think you might be one of the – you're very unique in comedy in which you are not calculated. Like, you can go up there and you can just talk. But like, I'm mad calculated. You're cal- I'm not saying you're not, like, a writer <laughs> and shit like that. No, no, no. But you, like, if, if there was any comic I was going to bet on to entertain a group of people – Without any kind of preparation, it would be you. I also think uh, this is just gonna or kissing your ass for a little bit. There's no, there's no one that I believe can be like. There's no one that can copy Petey. Yeah, like you're so unique. There's probably dudes that you know (laughs) that are not comics that you think are funny like you. Absolutely, but like somebody doing comedy. No, I don't know. But yet. hold on. This is real quick because I was taking forever where I was going. But yo, the hip hop part was the part that helped me where I'm like, damn, how do I how do I break through? Or like, how do I, these people, because at first it's like, I'm talking how I'm talking and people are like, I don't really understand it or he talk too fast or I don't mm-hmm. get what's going on. So it would like make me insecure. 
And then one day I'm like, I mean, I've, I input, I take a lot of shit in like positive stuff. But then I was like, yo, hip hop, I'm like, that, like, yo, dude, that's who you, like, that's where you from. That's who you are. That's what it is. So it's like, I stopped thinking about the person from Germany. Like, how do I talk to someone from Germany? And, and then I'm like, yo, hip hop is like, bro, there's people that don't know the rugged slums of Shaolin in yeah, Wisconsin, yeah. but they love that shit. So yeah. once I tapped into that, I was like, mm. yo, I'm going to just be like, say what's in my heart, say how I feel, say whatever it is. And that's the spirit of hip hop. And I'm like, yo, and then, I mean, this life shit too, like, you know, just learning how to be a decent fucking human. Yeah. Like, why don't I treat people how I want to be treated? But like, other than that, it's like, yo, the hip hop, the entertainment part. Yeah. It's like, bro, I'm dead broke, bro. I can't be, I can't leave it up to like, I think he was kind of funny. It's got to be yeah, like, yeah. I, I need people to be like, if they, they like, yo, I don't know what he said, but I'm feeling the vibe for real. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm feeling the vibe. <laughs> That's hip hop. Like, yo, you might, you might hear a song where you don't even know what the words, what are. The words are. And then you're just like, but that shit go crazy. Yeah. Punjabi yeah. MC. Uh-huh. Yeah. We were listening to it the other day. <laughs> or even like reggaeton, a lot of different music where it's like, the baseline is either hip hop or like reggae or something where you're like, I don't know what these people is saying, but this shit go. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you when you were coming up, like growing up in the uh, Bronx, was there a consciousness that this is a dangerous place to be? Absolutely. You, you know it. You're aware your of it. Your mother. Yo, if my mom be like, yo, watch your back. Yeah. What the fuck about? Well, it's not regular mm-hmm. kids where you like, yo, put your wallet in your front pocket when you, because pe- people be pickpocketing well, and I, all I that shit. I mean, my shit. parents it's were like, that way, but I also didn't, there weren't any like kids around me. Right. So I was like, oh, you're just inciting fear. Yeah. They're like, don't take no candy from the van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all right, mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I feel like you guys are exposed. New York Because even that, like, I remember as a kid, we had a family friend and, like, the about, uh, he got killed. And that was like the first time as a young kid, I was probably like maybe like eight, eight, nine. Like, wow, somebody just got shot and died. Like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Was it when you were growing up? Because you were born in 1980? 82. 82. I'm 82 as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, 40 club. Um, I'm 41 in like a, a month. one month. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, was 40 while it lasted. Was it like the trains, when you're growing up, the trains are covered in graffiti? Or were you after that? No, nah, that was, I was a little kid. Yeah, that was crazy. That's why. But and then but growing up the like Joker when the, was when, on the there. when the trains started to go red, <laughs> when they paint started painting the trains red, that's when it stopped more, but it was still wild like yo, The trains were red? Know? Yeah, before they were silver, they was red. Oh really? I didn't yeah. know that. They was white, then they was red, then they turned to silver. Do they but, paint them red to stop graffiti? Um, I, I feel don't like white know, is honestly. too too like enticing. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure, but I just know that that came next. But I was gonna say like, yo, New York was like, it was crazy. Like as I was growing up, it was crazy, bro. Like it was crazy. Like as far, at least my neighborhood and like around my community, where it was like, it's cra- It was crazy, but then also it was like, yo, we live here, so it didn't feel. That's kind of what crazy. I was meant to ask was like because I feel like. You know, like I grew up in a very well-to-do neighborhood in Seattle, and then I got into a magnet school, but the magnet school was in the hood in Seattle. And I remember having nightmares for weeks because all I had seen in the media was like boys in the hood and all these menace to society. And I thought like, that's what I'm going to go into. And it wasn't like that at all. It was totally normal neighborhood. But 
I think if I was from there, I would know it's a normal neighborhood and that shit yeah. happens down the street, but it doesn't happen here. But I, I wonder, you know, like, because when we think of the Bronx, I think still to this day, you still think of it as a dangerous place to go. But if you're from the Bronx, you're like, no. Like, I don't think Adrian Iapolucci is, like, afraid to go to the Bronx. I don't know. I feel more comfortable now, excuse me, now that I'm, as I'm an adult and I've gotten older and things have progressed than I did back in the day in the Bronx. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that's in I'm you, or is, that, my back. or is that the Bronx? It's, the, it's, it's all that's New changed. York. Like New York is still crazy. You're gonna see some crazy stuff. Oh yeah, but it's it's not as crazy as it used to be. Like, have you, you gotten to that I mean? point in your life where you see kids and you like tell them to, like get their act together? Absolutely not. <laughs> kids are the scariest people. Nah, yeah. they not. There was some kids in front of me earlier, and they was talking about yo, my thr- my thriller, my thriller is crazy. Like, cause they're like, yo, we gonna make a song after this, but you know, I'll be freestyling first, and then I get my rhythm, and then you know, I'll put the song together. But my thrillers be crazy, and it just made me laugh, bro. Like, man, that's, that's pretty dope. That's yeah. fun. Anything you want to plug? Anything else we want to cover? Oh, um, what's going on? You got it. You got another show. I got the one-man show coming up June 23rd. I don't know when this app is coming out. I U- think it'll be out by then. Union Hall, June 23rd, 10 p.m. It's your boy, Before Comedy, After Crime. You know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's, it's based on my life, you know, and we working it out. It's, it's You know, this is like my fifth, sixth time doing it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I got the I got the first Wednesday at Orleans Grocery, Better Days Comedy. Petey's all over. Petey's great. Petey uh, is always in the city and on the road. And uh, opening for my wife sometimes too. Yeah, hell yeah, Rosie B. One of, one of the few people I trust with the Rose baby. Bud. Uh, I feel like only white women really be taking me on the road like that. Like Rosebud, Alana Glazer, like you know what I'm saying. Like those are the only two I said. Like <laughs> white people, uh-huh. like Whitney Cummings. Uh, you know, yeah. but nah, yeah, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> Hillary Duff, Gwyneth uh-huh. Paltrow, yeah. Hillary, Gwen Stefani, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Uh-huh. Petey's actually opening the rest of the eras to her. So Yeah. He's also opening for the Women's World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Shout out to uh Ham. <laughs> What's her name? Mia Ham? Yeah. Mia shout Ham. out to Mia Ham. Yo, she always go ahead. You uh you said something so funny. We were doing Sam J's therapy show and you said something like uh Oh, what was that? You said I was I'm drinking alkaline water. You know, I'm a battery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, yo. That's the type of shit. Like, I'm never funny like that. You are so easily silly but sincere. It's fucking. It's a great life we live, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a dumb life. Super dumb. Like, yeah. will you ever just, real quick before we get out of here, you, like, because I think about this a lot sometimes. I'll be like, man. Like, I want to be like, damn, you're fucking broke, or like, damn, shit ain't working, or damn, whatever's going on. Then I'm like, you chose to fucking tell jokes. Yeah. Like, you thought your sense of humor would get you, like- Get your money. Get you somewhere, where it's like, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Like, the average- Why do you think when you tell somebody you're a comedian, they're like, oh, it's kind of, like, cool to them? Yeah. But they're like, are you fucking- What is is that? You know what? Crazy? There's no- that's crazy. Like, yeah. it's such a long shot, dog. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. crazy. There was one time I went up to Hartford, mm-hmm. Hartford, Connecticut, and I went through the Mark Twain house and took the tour and everything. And there was this moment where uh, the the tour guide, she's a huge Mark Twain nerd, she goes, uh, talks about when Mark Twain went to Ireland and had lunch with James Joyce. And she was like, what I would do to to, like 
get to hear that conversation and like how funny that must have been and and everything. And I was like, that's, I, it made me like take a step back and be like, you know what? It's okay that I'm broke. I get to, cause I get the opportunity to whoever today's Mark Twain's are, I'm around them. I know that. Me and Andy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Twain, the we modern. Mark Twain, James the, Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> the Twain bros. Well, no, it's funny. Cause like, I get this thing a lot where, like, I've been doing comedy for 20 years, Sheesh. like 19 in December. and You don't count the COVID years. Like well, like yeah, a little less. And also, I got sober halfway through, so I kind of had to start like 10 over. 10 years you've been doing it. Yeah, let's say 10. <laughs> let's, say, I, let's, let's say I've been doing 12, comedy seven like years. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I see people who have doing it way less, and especially now, you know, we got so many friends who go out and they make $100,000 a weekend mm-hmm. doing theaters. And people who have podcasts where they just sit around and say that's gay, and they make three hundred thousand dollars a month. It's gonna be us one day. <laughs> and uh, I get I get really tight about it because I, I I take it personally. I go, what am I doing wrong and stuff like that. Or like also like I'm a loser, you know. Like I didn't come here to just be there, you know. Like it'll just get me all fucking spinned out. But then I'll have those moments like that where it's like last night I went to this party. I wasn't invited. I was a plus one. But there was like five Oscar winners. Or like Oscar nominees at this party. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking to them. But it was like, even like, if you make it to the third percentile of this career, like, it's a great life. You may not get that 1% money, but yeah. like, it's just the quality of life is so cool. Yeah, And you have to take in the fact, like, I don't make a ton of money. I don't make like, you know, crazy six-figure amounts. But at the same time, like, I, my life is pretty... It's like pretty fucking cool, pretty, pretty fun. Like, and I really get to call the shots. I don't get to stay at the four seasons every weekend, but I get to do whatever the fuck I want. And usually it's around really funny, interesting, creative people. And, uh, I have to remember to stay in that lane. Cause if I start looking at Mm -hmm. Staub and Shane and Schultz and whatever, even my wife, then I go, fuck man, I'm such a fucking loser. And then it's like, it's so funny. Cause the hip hop in me, I'll be like, yo, even on the way here, I'm like, how do I fuck everyone's head up? <laughs> like that's when I know I'm in a healthy space. Like when I'm in a healthy space, I'll get angry and I'll f- oh not yeah I get like I feel like that type of vibe. But then I'm like, nah, I gotta do something. And it's usually like something. It's like yeah. that. That's the thing of like yo people be like yo how do you do, 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 do? It's like that's how I know I'm healthy. When I started doing uh, when I started going to therapy was when I was like I didn't have that part. Mm-hmm. Like it was all in, it was all like imploding and it wasn't, that's what hip, I mean, the comedy is for me where it's like, if I can't think of something silly or if I can't think, if I can't see something and then it go through the funny filter, then it's like, I need help. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. like the fight back. Like, I don't give a fuck what no one's doing. I'm like, I'm going to have dr- bucket drummers on my show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's dope. <laughs> that's stupid shit. I love bucket drummers. But that's like the, the hip hop element yeah. where it's like, cause that's what it was. Like, imagine, yo, everybody's fucking just like, the world is doing better than us. Yeah. And then at that point, it's not about rapping or throwing a party to get money. It's like, nah, if I could express myself today, and anybody wants to listen, I made it, dog. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the shit. Like, that's the best shit. Like, yo, dude, I be thinking about that shit, too. Like, I'm a success. Yeah. Like, if I mm-hmm. die today, it would be better than if I died 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? 15, yeah. 20 years ago. Because it's like, 
at least I get to like work on the shit, even in my own crazy way. Yeah, they'll say that's the way he was go- like he was going that way, a certain way. Like the funny thing that I do a lot with that little anger button mm-hmm. thing is I go, I'll show them, you know, like I'll show these people that didn't give me that's hip hop. And but it, it's funny because <laughs> a hip hop head. <laughs> I really am. I I really was like the white kid that was like I I remember like in uh, freshman year I had like the black and white camo outfit because I'd seen like Capadonna wear it, <laughs> and everybody was like, "Who are you, dude?" Yeah. And I was like, "You have a single like, mother." Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I can pull out some pictures. It's your boy, yeah. Uh, Petey right. Dibreu. Yo, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where do people find you on the socials? Uh, just Google me, man. PD Diabru. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I just started PD's a link jokes. tree. Yeah, PD's jokes. I got a link tree. <laughs> Hit the link Ooh. tree. Ooh. Feel me? <laughs> Hit his OnlyFans. Hit the only <laughs> only. Let's sell out the uh, Union Hall day the 23rd. Yeah, come on. Sell that out. Sell everything Bef- I do out. This is all I got. After crime, before, hi- hi- before comedy? Before comedy, after crime. Really and like if, the same thing, pretty much. If but. you want to... Uh, hear a uh, another episode with pd you can go through the archives if you search his name on itunes i did interview pd about his past life classic yo i, I still meet people like yo i met you I'm like nah they're like andy haynes podcast yeah like, i, I think i I, I listened to that one yeah it's a good one riveting yeah. riveting yeah. we both got deep i think we might have cried on that one we you smoked a J like right before you walked in and so you were like oh, yeah. in a special zone it was great it was great go back and listen to it thank you everybody and uh remember to leave reviews likes all that stuff check me out if you are in the european continent i will be at angel comedy in london on june 19th Clink Comedy in Amsterdam, the 21st through the 23rd, and at Die Kohlenquell in Berlin on June 24th. Holler. Also, we're going to be in uh, Victoria. Yeah, Victoria Heckler's July 8th, uh, M-O-T-N, I don't know how you pronounce it, July 9th, and Seattle, uh, some other the hereafter, July 16th. Yeah. Holler at your boy. Um, oh, and then send us an email at, what's it, Autumn? Autumn? The known zone podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to hear uh, us talk about a certain topic. Yeah. Or if you want a guest. Yeah. Uh, we can probably get to them. Damn, you guys are like the most nicest DJs that take requests. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. That's crazy. Shout yeah. out to y'all. It's a learning show. All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. Bye.